Welcome to episode number 119 of the Disney Hipster Podcast, a show critiquing aesthetic choices of the Disney company. My name is Adam, and I write for the Disney Hipster blog. With me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew. My name is Andrew, and this is my first sober podcast. Keith. Hey, I did it one other time. And special guest, Sarah from Gluten-Free Dairy Freeze. WDW. Sure. Yay! (laughs) That one. On today's show, we're going to be talking about dietary restrictions in the parks. Woohoo! Before we get into today's main topic, we would love if you would follow Sarah on Twitter. Sarah? Yay! Can you explain? Follow me at GFDF underscore WDW. Worst Twitter name ever. Yes. (laughs) And then they can also go to your website and read all about special diets in Walt Disney World. Yeah. Gluten-free, dairy-free, WDW.com. Cool. Got that real .com going for. Uh, No more blogspot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. It's a thing not likely to happen, but we like to discuss it anyway. A hypothetical. If you could retheme or rework a current Disney World dining establishment to a special diet kind of place, what would you do? Oh, shit. (laughs) I forgot we were reworking something. Keith forgot that one. (laughs) I forgot we had to rework something. No, I got it. You know what? No, this actually works better. This works better. Okay. Oh, shit. Keith, you can go last because that's how we normally do it, do things. Yes. Uh, I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. I want to rework Spice Road Table. Okay? Yeah. It can't be much worse, no matter what you do to nope. it. Mm-mm. I feel like uh, a vegetarian, for instance, will feel very at home there. Because mm-hmm. normally there's a lot of uh, uh, Mediterranean and Middle Eastern type foods that we could eat to begin with. Uh-huh. But I think the main reason is that tapas really lends itself well to dietary restrictions. Because there could be... Uh, on it, a gluten-free section, you know, because they're small plates, there can be a lot of them, but also you can sort of start cross-contaminating the uh, different, or cross-pollinating, I should say, contaminating sounds bad, but cross-pollinating of the different dietary restrictions Mm. to where there could be uh, little symbols next to each one. So there could be certain topics that are gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, all the big allergy-free, and also vegetarian at the same time. Yeah. Oh, so you're not going for a specific... Dietary restriction. No, I'm I'm going for a world of flavors. So you want to do basically like, that. Yeah. like baby cakes. I I want it to be like that, but I but I want there to be uh, I want it to be tapas style to where I don't know you could just enjoy many many different things and it's not focusing on one specific dietary restriction, but there will be uh, there will be everything will be separate in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's awesome. You're going like extra safe there. I like that. Yeah, I'm going extra safe. But I want it to be sort of uh, divided on the menu as per dietary restriction. Yeah. And would you advertise it as a dietary restriction place? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that would scare off a lot of people. Yeah, but I think it would entice so many. Yeah, you know, yeah, if, if it there would. Was, if there was a vegetarian restaurant on property, uh, we would go out of our way. Yeah, and I think the key is, and then we'll talk about this later when we get into the main topic, but. It's really coming up with those those good dishes that everyone would like, regardless of the fact that they fit dietary restrictions. Ooh, and I would change the name of it from Spice Road Table to My Tummy Hurts. 
that's what you're going to feel like when you leave the place? No, or? I just feel like that's, I don't know. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I mean, here's the thing. Like, I go to tapas place, places, like, outside of Disney. Right. Not Spice Road Table, which is terrible. Right. Right. And they are usually really, like, gluten-free friendly and vegetarian friendly. Like, totally. because there's so many things. So, like, I don't even think you'd have to market it as a special diet place because like you said like it could scare people right Right. like people Mm. are like what i don't want to eat a gluten-free place totally totally but you could just have them like little symbols on the menu and just be like this is a tapas place and it just so happens that everything covers special diets i think you're right i think you're right and look if it's good enough eventually it might not be a hit right away it may be like a slow burn sort of like sanawa's totally that's That's what i'm saying yeah People flock yeah. to Sanaa because it's so friendly to uh, dietary restrictions. And yeah. it's goddamn good. And, and it's, it's good. amazing. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. And, but, like, Spice Row Table is the only tapas place I've ever been where they're like, we don't know what the hell to feed you. Yeah, we can't literally. give you some hummus. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I think, the, I think the hummus is the only – there's, like, hummus or olives or something. I just can't believe there's, like, nine items on the menu. That's crazy. It really is the most bad crazy thing in the world. Joke. That place is a solid joke. Yeah, that would be a good place. And a good. you're right. It would be really easy totally. to do dietary stuff. When do you think that they throw in the towel and do at least a semi-significant oh. overhaul? Has it, been be a, has it been a year yet? It's been right around a year. Because I, I don't s- think it was open... I don't think it was open when we were there in October. I don't think so either. But I think it was right after that. Okay, so I would say... I, I would give it, it... Definitely in the next year. Definitely. And, and probably sooner. Probably much sooner. Yeah, I think sooner. Because, I mean, the fact that they're giving... 30% discount off for locals and like nobody is going. It's like no, you it's we walk past it and there's nobody. I mean, I'm local and I go past it and I'm like, nope, not even for 30% off. I'm going to go in and have a drink, I think. Pretty I soon it'll be seasonal like the Tomorrowland Noodle Station where oh it'll God, only be open. Don't say that. It'll only be open a couple of days a week. <laughs> don't say I mean, that. if it's that bad you know, or if you're like they don't have interest or don't need it, they should just use it for parties. Oh my gosh, that would be great. Because the location is great and the space That'd is be good. great for parties. Yeah. Now, wow. You guys never ate there. You guys never ended up going, right? No. No, we had no interest. Okay. There's literally, there's a like a hummus thing and then some kind of omelet. It's just the and, worst. And I don't eat eggs, so yeah. that's not my thing. No, I just I just didn't see the point. I've just never seen a tapas place that didn't have like 40 things on the menu. It's crazy. It's so some of the Some of the cocktails look amazing, though. They have a really neat cocktail list. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, not so much. Eh. Sarah, what's your idea? So my idea is, it might be a little out there, but so I want to take, this is actually, I was playing off of what you guys were talking about a while back where you were talking about the different restaurants and Jamie came up with the idea to turn <laughs> the cuisine in, what was it, Sebastian? Oh, the best. <laughs> I don't Sebastian, know what Sebastian Seaside Spindle. Spindle. So yeah. it's not, it's not going to be that. It would be perfect for people with seafood allergies. That'd be a real nightmare. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I wanted to, like you guys had mentioned turning it into like sort of a boardwalk inspired, with, uh-huh. like fair kind of food. And uh-huh. I was like, that would be the perfect place to have a entirely gluten-free fried food bonanza. Ooh, a bonanza. Yeah, because you can fry foods pretty easily gluten-free, right? Yeah, as long as you have dedicated fryers. So like if you made the entire restaurant... Everything had to be gluten-free deep-fried. Yeah. Wow. You would have a line out the door. Out the door. 
Now, what do you use? What do you use for the breading on these deep fried goodies? It depends. It does. Like maybe like a rice flour. Like a rice flour based. Raglan Road uses a chickpea flour based flour. So it could just depend. But like, (laughs) I'm sorry, you deep fry anything that I don't have to make myself. Totally. I'm in. I'm in. If you think about Indian food, like those little pakora balls. Yeah. Those are. Those are chickpea flour, and they're delicious. Those mm-hmm. are delicious. Um, tempura is not... Is that wheat? No, tempura is wheat, I think. I thought it was rice flour. It depends. It depends on what they use on it. It yeah. can be rice flour, but, like, I don't know. I think if they they sort of went with that boardwalky theme, yes. and then you, to- you wouldn't have to, like, again, you wouldn't have to necessarily advertise it was gluten-free. Right. But yeah. people people love fried food regardless, especially, you know, sort of the people that come to Disney. So you're going to get that whole cross-section and then you'd get all the gluten-free people pretty much in there on a constant rotation because they would be like, what? I can get something de- deep fried? I'm there. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I imagine it's pretty easy to make like a, a gluten-free funnel cake. That would be amazing. I wonder if, I wonder if that's Cause easy. Because they, they puff up because the the moisture that escapes in the, the deep fryer. Gotcha. Like that's why deep fryers work so well. Gotcha. Because you never yep. have to really add, like, a leavening agent. The problem is, is you can't get, like, there are some places that will do deep fried stuff and not that many that will do something beyond French fries because right. it's, like, way too much effort. Mm. So. Well, the dynamics become tricky because they're so used yeah. to how well wheat flour holds together, you know, and they kind of have to alter the proportions of everything, you know. But once they figure it out, it would be so easy. No, but it's the oil. You can't yeah. mix. You, you can't, can't mix. Right. You can't mix the oil. And then. Also, you can't, like, it's just a lot of effort to have, like, one little rinky-dink fryer in one totally. section of the, so they don't like to bother with it, but, which I can't blame them, but yeah. I want a gluten-free fried food bonanza. I would okay. just love to see the people struggling who are closed-minded about having anything gluten-free because they can have gluten, so why would they have anything that was gluten-free versus their love for fried foods? You yeah. could right. actually be able to see them in front before they going in. Before they go in, going, should I? No, I can't. I should have gluten, but it's I want a, fried stuff. It's an internal conflict. It I'm is. sure it goes through their mind. <laughs> I'm sure it goes through their mind all the time. I think it would give at least two or three people a week in aneurysm. Yeah. It would. You have no idea how many times I've had people be like, "I would die if I couldn't have bread." I'm like, number one, no, you wouldn't. You literally, number would, you'd literally, you'd literally, literally <laughs> you literally wouldn't die. And number two, you can still have bread. It just can't have traditional wheat slash gluten right. in it. It's yeah. all good, man. But yeah, no, I think that's a good. I think that's a good point because people will be like, "What? No, I can't." Yes, because people get so weird about mm-hmm. if you it's say this, it's a special diet, like yeah. it's the same with vegetarian stuff. Absolutely. Right. For, for yeah. sure. Like, I feel like some of the best dishes on property, I'm thinking for some reason my mind keeps going to the vegetable tort in Norway. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my personal favorite, like, little tiny lunches. But most people would think, oh, you need a meat or a protein or whatever to, like, make it a full lunch. Yeah. And I feel like they just wouldn't order that because it's vegetable as opposed to, like, ham and whatever, yeah. which it normally is. Well, I- I think the worst thing they do is when they call something the vegetarian something. I hate that. Right. Vegetarian that immediately you have a you have a fair amount of people who will skim right past that. Yeah. If you call it like I think that's why they move towards like the black bean burger. Because then mm-hmm. it's like it's an exotic black bean burger. It's yeah. not yeah. A, it's so not gross. a vegetarian burger. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go. Yep. Um I'm going to also be in Epcot. I'm gonna re theme the Chinese food restaurant because it's so blah anyway. 
Okay. And I'm going to turn it into what I will call Chin Chin Palace. Yes. <laughs> which is my favorite, well, not my favorite, the most disgustingly awesome Chinese food, fake Chinese food place on Staten Island, New York. It's amazing. Um, but anyway, it would just be a fake meat Chinese food restaurant, which are very, very common. They were kind of the first. Up here, the, yeah, first up here every kind of, you know, big town has one. Yeah. So basically what it is, is they, sure. there's all this fake meat that is made in like China and Taiwan. And stuff that's really geared towards Buddhists, I and guess. it's distributed, and it's really distributed heavily in the Northeast. Yes, and it's, it's some of it is quite delicious. And so basically just like straight up Chinese food, but then there'll be a twist on it because it will all be fake meat vegetarian. I so there, there would be a reason for it to be there. Because right now, it's just like, oh, wait, I can get Chinese food that I can get from my local takeout place. Right. And I'm in Epcot. That just seems silly. Right. It does seem silly. That seems silly. That Like, if they were going to eat that or make the restaurant, like, a real deal Chinese food restaurant. I would want to base... I would want it to be very similar to, like, Veggie Heaven. Yeah. I love Veggie Heaven. Which is our local one. It's really good. If you happen to live in New Jersey, go to one of the Veggie Heavens. Have you guys... Have either of you ever been to Nine Dragons? Yes. Yes. About... (laughs) Yeah. It's bad. I went there, like, 12 years ago, and it was gross. I'm trying I've, to remember. It has to be at least twelve years ago. Even wow. if, even if it's very, very good Chinese food, it's still Chinese food. I love Chinese. You don't understand. I live for Chinese. Food. I know, it's but my where, you can get good Chinese food almost anywhere. Like Pan's Express is good. This Jeez. isn't good Chinese food, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's like it's subpar at best. It's like the nasty, nondescript. Chinese place in the mall kind of right. Chinese food. It's bad. Oh, one day I'm going to try it. I need to go in there. We always, it's always on our list. It was on our list this time. But it's it on our short off. list. Yeah, just we got, don't, don't go. We're just trying to go to all of them. We're doing, um, actually, what are we doing? Coral Reef Coral instead. Because we've oh. never gone to Coral Reef, so we're going to check that out. But they have a fake meat, um, speaking of fake meat, a fake meat chicken, fake chicken dish. Yeah. They do? And it's getting rave reviews. Yeah, but it's not on the menu. Yes, it really? is. Really? It's on the menu. Oh, okay. But anyway, people love it. Yeah, rave reviews. So, all right, Keith's. So I had assumed that, um, based on who was going to be on the show, that I didn't want to repeat gluten-free, and I didn't want to repeat vegetarian, so I was thinking about other diet restrictions. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Where is this going? And, uh... I decided that uh, it's probably going to be, <coughs> excuse me, on Streets of America, near oh. New York Street Ave, whatever it's called. Yes. Like maybe Studio Catering Company, and it's going to be a kosher deli. Holy freaking moly! That would be amazing. How it great would, would that be? It would be amazing. Authentic. People, kosher yeah, deli. people would go crazy for that too. Have you have you guys ever seen or heard what the kosher options are at Disney? No. Um, I haven't. I assume that they're terrible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they ship them in from oh. Miami from some sort of facility where they, you know, everything's kosher certified. No, and it's like they're like air, airline dinners, basically. No. Yeah. So if you go to like, I don't know, say you go to Sanaa and you want a kosher meal and you request a kosher meal, yeah, you get that's... an airport meal. No, like that's what they serve you—a pre-made airport. Meal. Now, yeah, and this makes no sense because that is those are super popular in New York. But sure, like tourists Shelley's? love to love. Them. They're legendary, of course. Yeah, like you just like that's like, on the top, like a Broadway show and yeah, yeah kosher deli. That's yeah. what we have to go to, like pickles, pastrami, mm-hmm. hot dogs, uh, like that. But here's the thing, I what niches? 
Do you think that mm-hmm. there are there are less Jewish people following a kosher diet than there are vegetarians? Because I don't think there are. I think it's probably equal. It's, but, see, but I can eat pretty good but you, at Disney World. Yeah, I'm just surprised because you think that they would just have like food items that were kosher. Yeah. I had hoped that because I never had any reason to investigate what the options were, if every restaurant had one. I just hoped that I was just oblivious. Right. And that there was a decent option, at least at every place. Right. But if they have TV dinners, basically, that they pop in and warm up and serve you. Uh Mm Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't see a lot of... Acetum. <laughs> as, uh, it's just why they don't have the Knight of Oi at the Magic Kingdom. Right, exactly. <laughs> there's a good, uh, there's a pretty good bit of information on eating kosher at Disney World on All Ears. Mm-hmm. It's like, and where you can get uh, kosher meals available without advanced uh, notice can be found at Pizza Fari, Commissary. Hmm. It looks like like one place at each park. Yeah, That's and obviously the best places. Pizza oh. Fari, Commissary, <laughs> oh, I mean, the top shelf. Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe also carries them, so. Oh, good. Dinner and a show. Oh, in Liberty Inn at American uh, at the American Adventure. Clearly the shittiest uh, places <laughs> in all of the Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was Pizza Fari. <laughs> um, yes, I would say that that is the worst. Liberty Inn and Cosmic Ray's. So Literally the worst. We've learned one thing today. A new thing today. Disney that World doesn't like Jewish people. It hates Jewish Not people. only doesn't like them, hates them. Hates, hates them. <laughs> so wait a minute. They always said that Walt Disney didn't love Jews. No. This may be the first piece of concrete evidence. <laughs> I think we blew the cover off of this one. His di- as he was dying and he had the Florida Project in his head, he pulled Roy close. <laughs> if we have to put a goddamn kosher restaurant, make sure it's the worst one <laughs> in each park. Oh my god! And then he passed away. And it goes out of its way to say where <laughs> kosher meals are not offered specifically, yeah. which is quite everywhere a few, else. Which is quite a few, actually. Right. See, isn't that crazy? That, I think that's such a good idea, but it it won't ever happen. That would be awesome. That really would be. be great. It really would. And yeah. It, you know, again, it would be a way to have dietary stuff and have regular people eat it too. Yep. Right. Right. Because I've gone to kosher delis and I don't keep kosher. Of course. Sometimes on the beach, you have a little thought, a little, little thought that you want to share, share with the world. It's a Disney thought, a little Disney thought. Every time I watch an Owen Wilson movie, I get an inexplicable feeling to go back in time with Bill Nye. The week between the Halloween party and the Christmas party, Disney should have a hard ticket event that is just a mashup of the two parties. This year's Disney theme should be the year of a million construction projects. I insist on ordering salty things like onion rings and fried cheese at Tune In Lounge because Andrew will fill up on those and I'll get more of the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. So in this episode, we thought we would have Sarah on to talk about gluten-free, dairy-free, kind of best of, and then also kind of pretend like we might be, stri- if we were ever stricken with these kind of dietary restrictions. And I think dietary... Was- stricken the right word. Stricken. <laughs> I think it is. Stricken sounds so negative. Well, pretty much. <laughs> I think it's stricken, because I don't think anyone is reveling in the fact that they have a restriction. Yes. Yeah, I miss, um, I miss cheese. <laughs> yeah, right? But uh, I think also just 
dietary restrictions in general, right? Yeah. So Is that right? A, because, from, Sarah, you don't have a problem with soy or anything, right? No, no. I mean, but some I guess, people do. But some people, some do. people do. And I think the one thing that's been I've learned like over the years of running my website is just sort of tips and tricks for other things. Even if I don't have a special diet, exactly. that's been kind of the fun facts of learning what's in food. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, so I guess, Sarah, could you give us like some general background on special dietary restriction dining in Disney World? Yeah. So surprisingly, unlike kosher dining in general, <laughs> uh, most special diet dining in Disney is pretty easy. And basically what you do, well, you do a couple things. The first is they have actually have a special diets department at Disney, like a whole department that deals with just various special dietary needs. So if you have questions before your trip, you can ask them and they will either give you an answer from their department or they'll get you in contact with like the chefs from the different restaurants. And so it's kind of like a really nice resource. Um, yeah, it's kind of amazing that they, they've had it for a really, really long time. I mean, I've been Mm. going to Disney gluten-free and dairy-free for, you know, five and a half years and it was around way before I had that. So nice. So it's a nice resource. Um, sometimes they're a little slow at responding to people, but I mean, (laughs) they get so many requests now. So I guess it's sort of a testament to how many people are now have a special diet and and use the service. Yeah. I mean, a a lot of people for sure too have, have come to the idea that I guess like certain things are not great for them to eat. So they just try to avoid it, even if they're not necessarily allergic to it, which kind of helps out a little bit with expanding the menus a little bit, which is good or the selections, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the gluten-free sort of fad, as it were, has mm-hmm. really helped them kind of develop a lot more things that they they didn't have five and a half years ago when I first went there. So, I mean, that in itself has been really kind of a great thing. It's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, when you go to Disney, if you go to a quick service restaurant, you talk to a manager, and the manager will you know, help you with your food options and they'll actually make your food from start to finish. And really? so they're handling your food separately. Wow. So, uh, how good are they? Yeah. Because we ordered a, um, a non-dairy Sunday once for just on a whim at, at a uh, Plaza Plaza. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the manager came out and made it himself. So that kind of makes sense. We thought it was weird. Yeah, I thought it was weird at the time, but, that but I guess it makes sense. Cause you don't want front of the line cast members really, because they, you know, they're paid minimum wage. They don't, they don't really know what's going on. And they're that. handling everything. Exactly. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's really, really annoying. I mean, I know people who are like, I shouldn't have told them I was vegan. Right. I had to wait forever to do it. But like, I mean, by and large, they're doing it because they have a protocol and they have to be safe. It's just like a liability issue too. Like mm. they poison somebody and somebody goes into anaphylactic shock. Bad times ensue. Oh, yeah, so... So I mean, well, that's, that's even with with allergies. If at mm-hmm. any of the table service, if you mention you have an allergy, oh. starting a few years ago now, the the chef comes out and talks to you about all this stuff, and you can't get out of it. Once you no. tell them uh-huh. that you somebody at your table has an allergy, the chef has to come out. Even if you have said we've been here fifty times before, or the person with the allergy is just having a glass of water, the chef has to come out. That's crazy. Yeah. Some people yeah. are a stupid allergic, though. Now, like peanut dust can kill people. Keith, do you yeah. still do you still tell them when you guys are dying with the coded family? No. You don't. You stop. No, we we've we've since we know what she can and can't have, and she doesn't have fatal right allergies. 
we've kind of avoided that. First of all, it embarrassed her when she was younger. Right. Mm. And it also added an extra 10 minutes. I mean, even even when we went to Sanaa just a few weeks ago, and we're just basically going to get soup and bread service, and we went with the reeds, Helen has allergies. Right. Steve stupidly mentioned that. Oh, geez. And she immediately said, I don't, I don't need the chef, I don't need the chef, I don't need the chef. and But the chef had to come out. That's and crazy. And explain, you know, if there were any of the... Um, uh, accompaniments with the bread service um yep if she couldn't have them and they just have to it's just protocol once wow. the, once you say the word yep. allergy or restriction or mm. intolerant or whatever this. but they're they, but they they do limit it towards like something that could be a real allergy like they're not like coming out for vegetarians like it's right sure. right no they no no it's something right. that's you that's guys aren't gonna die once. if you eat no. if you eat something that touched meat exactly there are some people who are going to die if they eat something yes, that touched right. something Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I have to admit, it is a real pain in the ass sometimes because I go so much. I mean, now it's getting to the point where chefs come on. They're like, hey, what's going on? What, what, is, what are you ordering? <laughs> right. Like, they just know me. So they're like, oh, so what are you ordering today? Because you know the menu, right? you know, kind of thing. But it is kind of, I mean, it can be really frustrating when you're you just want to get some food, especially at quick service. Oh my God, oh, yeah. that's the worst. Like I actually don't mind it at table service because you're with people and it doesn't take, I mean, like you get drinks or whatever in the meantime and you're chit-chatting right. and you're looking over the menu. But when you're at quick service, that's the worst because yeah. sometimes you, it's not that bad and sometimes a manager will come out quickly. But if you're at like, Pecos bills at noon you might as well camp out for an hour because it takes forever they'll give you a pager but then like so you'll wait for the manager to come out that could take 10 minutes because the manager might be helping like a bunch of other people that have a special diet and then they do your order and then they've got to go make it and then they give you a pager and that you know that takes like 10 to 15 minutes depending on what you order and then they won't let you go back and find a seat that I hate that's like crazy. at Pecos Bills, they won't let you go find a seat because you don't have any food. Right. Even if you've ordered, they're like, no, you need to wait out there. So you're but standing I mean, for like at least 30 minutes. No. Yeah. yeah. Is it, if there's no way, like they don't have any options where you could be like, all right, I could eat that meat burger because I eat meat, but I just need to swap the bun out for a gluten-free bun. No, if you even mentioned a gluten-free bun, wow. even if you – they would be like, we have to go get a manager. Like, <laughs> manager! Now. Manager! Manager! Stat! Yeah, no, it wouldn't It wouldn't happen. So, like, I mean, for me, and this is something I always tell people when they plan out trips, especially people with families, because, like, there's nothing worse than having, like, three hungry, whiny, tired kids yeah. having to wait in line for 20 minutes for allergy chicken tenders. That's mm-hmm. not going to be fun for anybody. Like, I mm-hmm. would go early yeah. or go to places that aren't super busy. Just try to plan it out, which is really hard to do if, you know, you're just going to a quick service place sometimes. But totally. but trying to plan it is kind yeah. of important. I mean, I mean, even at that, just from being vegetarians, uh-huh. like, sometimes getting a veggie burger could take forever. Yeah. Like, for, for no reason. Well, yeah. it used to. Like, at Pecos Bills, for some reason, it used to take... I mean, it definitely Sometimes takes longer. Too, yeah. It definitely takes longer than the regular burgers. I don't know if it's because they are in a separate grill or whatever. They used to be. Uh, they used to cook them over by the topping station. Yeah, that was actually a little bit better. I liked that. Well, I preferred it that way. Well, the thing that stinks, and I'm sure this happens to you, is that you're at that counter that's 
really tight and it's meant uh-huh. for people to go up to the counter, get their food and go out the other side. And then all of a sudden, like four of the people, like four people behind you, their food's all ready and yours isn't even close to ready yet. And yeah. they have and to try to like shift in front of you. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. Just, we saw it that happen go well. where a family was waiting for some special dietary thing and somebody passed a tray of soda over them. And spilled it all over <gasps> the little girl. Like, no. Oh, that story. The best. <laughs> I mean, we bring it up in because her, it was so funny. In her Halloween costume. It was kind of hilarious. Oh, no. But we felt bad. I mean, I felt bad, but it was hilarious. But it's, it's silly. So it's, it's kind of annoying. Now, going back to it, like this being like kind of an inconvenience sometimes, on the flip side, I think we would prefer this, right? Like this uh, real attention as opposed to a, you don't know if it's going to be cross-contaminated or whatever, you know that you're getting, like, specialized, personalized service? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I mean, for all that I whine about it, and it's mostly just because I go there a lot, and so it's not like, you know, I don't go, like, once or twice a year. I'm there a lot, so it's sort of like, I know what I can get, and so that's just sort of like a personal, like, you know, whininess, but in general, I would rather them make something that's safe, because I actually get really, like, really sick right so it's unpleasant for i usually tell people i'm like if they're like oh well are you do you get really sick with cross-contamination i'm like yes it will be a bad day for you and for me yeah if you make me sick like yeah. it's not gonna be fun so i mean i definitely think that what they do is they do go above and beyond and yes it can be a little annoying but i think if you know going in and you like plan ahead then it's less so right right yeah that's good to know. And I think I think that they really do go above and beyond, you know, from what I've seen anyway. And definitely for us as vegetarians, we've we have requested very few uh meals ahead of time, but uh there was an instance where we were at 50s prime time, which is funny now because they do have more options, but we were at 50s prime time a couple years ago and they only had one vegetarian option. And normally we don't care sharing a meal. You know, we really don't care as long as we can have appetizers or whatever. But we just decided, like, we didn't want to share that one meal or whatever. And we called ahead of time. And they uh, actually had, like, a correspondence, Adam and this guy, uh, the head chef at 50s Primetime, about Uh creating a special dish. In addition to the other one that we were going to order. And then we got there and they knew well ahead of time. And they came Mm -hmm. out and uh, confirmed it with us and then prepared this, like, lovely little dish. No, I'm which we're good. But. It, it was just it was just nice that they did that. But it was nice, yes. Yeah, and I, I mean, imagine like, even. I'm sorry, go. No, go ahead. Uh, like they, everyone says that uh, they've gotten better with vegetarian. I have to assume that goes the same with with gluten free. I mean, it's oh, easier, yeah. and and it's probably going to get even easier five years from now. Yeah, and the products are a lot better too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like the stuff they had five and a half years ago, not always the greatest i mean like it was just sort of not as good as the stuff that they can do now and i think one of the things too is that the menus are a lot more because gluten-free is sort of one way more common now and two kind of fatty that they are really trying to make sure that the menus already like things are naturally gluten-free already like i'm always Uh. amazed when i see stuff and i'm like half the menus are naturally gluten-free like that's so they don't even have to do anything extra because it's already sure. safe. Is that That's why we awesome. get so many quinoa salads? Probably. because it's almost always the the vegan and gluten-free option on any menu if it's there. So but, it's, I mean, there's there's definitely stuff that's, like, 
I don't know, definitely a lot better and not stuff that people would, would just think is good, you know? Right. Yeah. Totally. So I guess maybe go through, do you want to go through, through some like good examples? Yeah. So, so I made, I made a list. Nice. It's a really long list. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I was just trying to like, at first I was just making the list thinking of different stuff that people might think was, you know, was good. Yeah. And I was, and I came up with a lot of things that were like allergy stuff that they have. Like they make allergy friendly chicken tenders. So the chicken tenders are just breaded in something different that's gluten free and also covers like the top eight common allergens. And then, and they're really good. And you can get them at a bunch of different places. And now, now isn't there a thing with the chicken where, like, the binders are gluten as well in, like, the normal chicken tenders? Like, the yep. um, like there's some sort of filler inside of them. Not the outside, but something inside the chicken. Yeah, sometimes Ugh. they can inject it. You know, you know what I mean? It's really, really appetizing. They inject, no, but they can inject... Um, and you can do, if you go to the regular grocery store too, they can yeah. inject chicken and other meats with glutinous stuff. So weird. Gross. Yeah, totally gross. Now you say they're available in a lot of places, but not everywhere? Not everywhere. I actually made a list on my website because I was so tired of like trying to figure out where they were. Oh, that and makes sense. Yeah, so there's like, I mean, there's a good portion of places, a lot of quick service places. Columbia Harbor House has the best version. Really? They have, they have deep frying down. Two in art. They really do. But now, is it is it different? Are they different? They like are no. they different at each location? Are they like they are like Disney buys them pre-made or what is the deal? Yeah, Disney buys them pre-made. It's some company that makes these, and then they just each restaurant that has them just has them in their freezer, and then they some locations fry them in a dedicated fryer, and some locations bake them, mm. which the baked ones aren't as good. Yeah. Um, and some of them aren't as good at frying as other places so like columbia harbor house is definitely my go-to place if i'm gonna get allergy chicken tenders nice nice yeah but there's i mean there's definitely things like that there are things like port orleans french quarter now makes gluten-free beignets which are amazing really that's great oh yeah that sounds like something i'd actually want to try because they're really good what, I'm trying to think. We had something gluten-free not that long ago that was like a similar kind of consistency. And I would say that they were better. What are you, what are you thinking of? Though? I don't know. Like something like packaged, like a chip or like something like that. Something like crispy and kind of like deep fried kind of thing. All right. Well, that's not applicable to what we're talking about. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but I think certain there's certain things that could be better. Sure. Or as good gluten-free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think the beignets are like, they're not quite as light and airy as a regular beignet, but I'm sorry. It's deep fried dough smothered in powdered sugar. I, you really can't go wrong with that. So what the base is for those. Yeah. They use, um, a company called Bob's Red Mill. It's a, it's their pizza, pizza crust mix that they use to make the, uh, I have the recipe up on my website too. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Not that I would ever make them. Yeah. Ever. Why that would, would never you? Happen. You could just go buy them. Yes. We yeah. all, you are not, no one is allowed to deep fry at home after 30. Yeah. We decided yeah. that actually, <laughs> we decided that actually today. Yes. That should be my a general sister, rule. Because my sister's on a deep frying spree. Yeah. No. And she, we she, told her it's not acceptable now. What is she deep frying? Uh, pickles mostly. Pickles, french fries, uh, and something else. Yeah. She was deep frying all day. Yeah. No, but I, I threw out my deep fryer when I was like 25. Yeah, I just, I always like, 
assume I'm going to like set my house on fire if I deep fry yes. a bunch of stuff, right? My problem is I just would deep fry always and it's delicious and it Oh yeah. everything's horrible and that's just it. Yeah, that's the problem. And that that I will say is my one vice at Disney, which is like I seriously gained 15 pounds when I moved down here. I was like, yeah, I got to lay off the fried food because that's they have all these like gluten-free fried things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. So, like Raglan Road has gluten-free fish and chips and onion rings and shrimp and chips and scallops. And mm-hmm. How do they have their, enough room to do it? Like that, just they, they have dedicated fryers, like full-size fryers? Mm-hmm. It depends. Believe it or not, at Port Orleans French Quarter, they have like a very small fryer for their gluten-free beignets. And they, get, they take requests. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have give advance notice you can walk in at any point wow. from the moment they open to the moment they close and get them and they're really pretty popular and they only have like a little tiny fryer that's great hmm. that i love great. that they do that that really is exceptional especially like i like seeing it at a counter like a, a resort counter quick service yeah. now yeah. i wonder do they do like french fries in that fryer too or no it's no. just for beignets. Yeah, what just are the for French beignets. fries? Are the um are the French fries themselves gluten free? Which I know it sounds a weird question, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were coated in something. They are the regular the Disney fries, like the regular yeah. standard Disney fries, are gluten free. It just depends on if they can do it in a dedicated fryer. Yeah. And right. some of them will bake them. It yeah. just if you like Liberty Inn used to bake all their stuff, and it would take <laughs> it's twenty minutes, right. like minimum they tell you wow. right out the gate it's going to take 20 minutes at minimum to bake this will they let you come back no wow. well, I, mean, I suppose i mean i suppose if somebody in your family was still there you could like ditch them totally that's what i would do hmm. totally i love those french fries yeah, they are i really need good. to get some of those in my but, life so i assume if you have if you're like just have a gluten sensitivity or you're just trying to avoid it so stuff like the french fries are okay yeah, I mean, again, it depends. I feel like if it were me, I would have to ask just because I might get sick. But if you're like, I'm just avoiding gluten, yeah, you'd, right, you'd probably be okay. Again, it's always sort of that like personal preference because everybody, like, I swear, I only eat like five different people that are gluten free, and everybody has sort of a different way of how they handle being gluten free. So it's sort of like. I guess if you feel comfortable with it, then yes, they would. They're technically gluten free. I used to work in a restaurant, and these teenage girls from NYU would come in, and they'd say they were gluten free, and ask if I had any like gluten free. I used to work at a vegetarian restaurant, and they'd ask if like the breaded fake chicken was gluten free. I said, "No, it's not." She goes, "Oh, that's okay. I'll just have a sandwich." <laughs> literally, like literally, <laughs> like that. that. That happened to me all the time. My favorite is when I go places and they're like, oh, well, I can't have the gluten as they drink like a beer. Oh, it drives I'm me like, nuts. I'm like, really? I could yeah. smack you right now. now. Do you think that it has watered down the seriousness of how people take your allergy sometimes? Not at Disney. Yeah. At other at other places in the real world, yes. But definitely not at Disney. That's I mean, a shame. That's such a shame, though, that it does happen in the real world. Because, like, I mean, we'll poke fun of it, fun of it, too. Me, as somebody who worked in the restaurant industry for seven years... Just because I saw how many people really didn't know what they were talking about. Well, so many people claim that they are have right. gluten allergies that do not. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, that's that are choosing thing. not to eat it, and that's fine. But are saying that they're actually allergic to it. Right. Choosing not to eat it sometimes. Yes. But tomorrow, right. when they, <laughs> yeah, until, yeah. They, until they're drunk. Well, and Angie would get right. them. 
Andrew would get people who would say they were allergic to stuff that no one is allergic to. Yeah. Like, just because they don't like it. Like, I'm allergic to mushrooms. No, 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 you're not. not. (laughs) You're not allergic to mushrooms. Yeah. Well, and people have learned, I mean, and again, I'm not saying everybody does this, but there are a lot of people out there who have learned that if they say they're allergic to something. Right. Then people are going to. Take it more seriously. Quote, unquote, take it seriously. Right. And. That might be true in some places, and it might not be true in other places. You right, know what I mean? Like, right. obviously, they're going to do it one time at Disney, and they're never going to do it again if it's not a real accurate thing. Because right. they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, there's so much involved with it. A lot of rigmarole mm-hmm. to go through. Yeah. One one time at a restaurant with a chef or, like, one 20-minute wait at a quick yeah. service will clear that up really quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All, of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, the gluten doesn't bother them so much. Yeah, I'm so, good with the gluten. All the gluten is fine. So <laughs> it's, extra it's gluten. With yeah. all the planning that Disney's doing, I cannot believe they cannot – you cannot order and have, like, I want this gluten-free meal ordered and prepared at 12 noon at Pecosville. I want a fast pass plus that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like they should just let you through that special line, like order it and have it ready. Yeah, I mean, I if you pay heard... for it in advance, yeah, especially and... if you pay for it in advance, there's no, yeah. there's no reason they can't do it if they're going to charge you in advance. Because the worst thing that could happen is you don't show up and they got your money. Yeah, exactly. you know, you know what? It's no I risk do... for them. Yeah, and you can do that. In the real world, you can do that any old time with certain sure, restaurants sure. and order your stuff and pay for it ahead of time and pick it up and there it is. Mm-hmm. That'd be so awesome. I'm serious. I would I would totally fail. Well, especially you're that. saying it's it's taking twenty minutes for them to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just would seem easier just to do that and to know like because then they would also have like a better idea of, okay, we know we're we might as well just fry up a bunch of these chicken nugget things between eleven and twelve because we're gonna have to fill 20 orders or something. Mm -hmm. Well, and you get the traffic flow too. So, you know, like when it's going to be the busiest and when maybe you should have extra things on hand. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know why I, it it is sort of shocking to me at this point that they haven't had like sort of like a special diets line, you know, where you could just go to that line. Cause they talked about it. Like I'd heard people talk about it in the past Mm -hmm. where they were thinking about having sort of like at the quick service places, like just a special diets line where you could just go. And then it was only people there with special diets. So it was sort of like streamlining it and keeping those people out of the traditional line. So it was less stressful for them and everybody else. I would think they would do it I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done it, but done it like maybe one quick serve per part. Yeah, just tried like it somewhere. Well, even if it was just like, okay, when you come in and they have that little, you know, health booth or whatever, the the allergy booth, that they mm-hmm. could just be like, okay, you can go to Pecos Bill today and, you know, they'll have a special allergy line and a, cast, a dedicated cast member to make your experience a little faster. And then if they have, if they're kind of streaming those people, like people with those allergies there every day, they could maybe like prep a little bit more so things aren't taking nine years. Yeah. I mean, well, and that was the point of the like the garden kiosk at the Animal Kingdom, mm. which is to have like sort of help streamline it so people could go there, mm. know what they could get ahead of time. So like you don't waste your time going to friggin' Pizza Fari and going, Yes, I want to get pizza, but I can't get pizza because of, you know, they don't have dairy free cheese or whatever. Mm. Um, and so you would know ahead of time. So you wouldn't one go there and two would help you know ahead of time what to what you could order. Right. But like that would be the perfect place to be like, you, you know, again, pre order your meals there. Oh well, yeah, that would be great. Go there mm-hmm. a half hour before order your meal and then pick it up in the right whatever counter service you're getting. It Is at. this a good time to mention the uh the testing of the gluten-free menus. Yeah. Because I, th- I think that's really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. I just actually had somebody send me 
the first one yeah. from Kona Cafe, which was cool. Nice. Now, so they're just gluten free, which is, I mean, makes sense. Like, sure. you know, that's your base of, you know, yeah. a special diet. And but they're, and they're te- and they're testing, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I I'm mean, out of the loop. What is this? So yeah. they're doing. Um, I can't remember how many restaurants it is off the top of my head. Like five restaurants. I know it's Brown Derby, Kona Cafe, and like All Star Sports or some, some yeah, crazy, like something crazy. Yeah. So and oh, an ABC commissary because I saw that menu too. Right. Um, they're doing like five restaurants that are doing pilot gluten free menus. So like you go there and you get a gluten free menu, and they say that you don't even have to talk to the chef. So like if really? I'm at Kona and I get the gluten free dinner menu and I'm just gluten-free, and I want, say, the pan-Asian noodles, then I can say, yes, I would like that. And then they will say, great, we'll mark it gluten-free, and then it will come out gluten-free, and then you don't have to talk to the chef, and so it goes mm-hmm. quicker. Oh, that sounds but, ideal. Yeah, yes. or you have the option, if you want, you can then ask to talk to the chef if you wanted to, so there's the hmm. option still. Now, can I, real, real quick question. With hep- Hippolyse, does allergies fall into that, do you know? Like, in other words, like, can the servers not ask you how allergic you are to something? I don't, well. Because, like, they can't think, have, like, well, if you I guess it has to, right? Yeah. If it they, has to. If a guest needs, like, like a GAC card, like an assistance card, yes. they can't ever ask what's wrong right. with you. Well, I mean, it's definitely, they are protected under, like, the Disabilities Act, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense that they would. it would be a HIPAA issue. I mean, if you disclose to the person. Right. But I've never, I've never had a Disney cast member ask me how severe it is. I have had them ask me only at ABC Commissary. I don't know why. Only at ABC Commissary they've asked, are you a celiac or is it just a preference? See, that's that the seems only too per- place. That seems too personal to me. I, I do too because I'm sort of like, well... I don't really feel like going. Well, let's right. yes, let's have a discussion about yeah, my health history. Too, that <laughs> yeah, that's personal. what I'm saying. Like, I think I think under HIPAA laws, they would not be allowed to ask that kind of stuff. Just a thought. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know why they're doing that there, but anyways, they're the menus are um they're doing the pilot now at a bunch of restaurants to see how they go and what people think about them. The interesting thing is is that a lot of restaurants have actually had these menus for a while and maybe people just don't know about them. Like wow. Sana actually has a gluten-free menu. Jiko has a gluten-free menu. They both have um, dairy-free menus too. They have vegan menus. Oh, yeah. They have their best. They really are. They, <laughs> they just really, are, they really are, are the best. Well, as soon as you go like, I'm vegetarian, they just whip out a vegetarian menu. Yeah, I don't and know. And they'll always mm-hmm. be like, it's oh, awesome. do you eat dairy? Yes. Okay, here. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Like, it's so easy. Like, it just doesn't make any sense because all they do is modify stuff. Yeah. Yep. Like it's, yeah. you know, a lot of the dishes are stuff that they have on the menu slightly modified. Well, you eat like a king at those two restaurants. Yeah, it's great. No matter what. But even that, you've seen like the vegan menu versus the vegetarian one, and it will be like, this one's just lacking cheese. Yeah. You know, and has a different side or something like that. Yeah. And I think Sanaa and Jiko are kind of like some of the best examples of places where you can go and eat with a special diet and nobody's gonna any other person if you said let's all share my meal like let's all order the same things and share stuff nobody would ever know Mm -hmm. or be displeased with the stuff that they order how why how could they be yeah that food is phenomenal so how thorough are these menus like what's the 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 one the one at kona is actually surprisingly big I was shocked. I mean, there's quite a few appetizers, including sushi and like salads and, Uh um, 
like six entrees and nice. then six. there was like That's four great. or five desserts. So really, I wow. was like, who knew? Four or I'd five assumed it would be like three appetizers, three entrees, and two desserts. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's I a can't lot. Believe there's that many desserts. That must be no. thrilling for you. Are they modifying? Can't all be sorbet, right? Oh, I can't eat any of them because they're all filled with dairy. But they, oh, gotcha. Yeah, but are. so are they? Are they? Are they modifying stuff that's already on the menu in a way? Yes. See, that's good. That's kind of yeah. the way to do it. If, if like it's possible. Pan, yeah, like the like there's like the pan Asian noodles have been on the menu for a really long time, yes. and those they just. They use rice noodles, or you can order it with rice instead of the noodles. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the menu right now. Like I they think have that's a vegetarian too, right? And you can get a vegetarian. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you can get yeah, you can get it just with vegetables, or you can get tofu. Yeah. Hmm. Yummy. There's four different desserts. There's four desserts. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven entrees. Wow. Ooh. And hmm. there's five different appetizers that seems that seems great that seems like a full menu I mean, is, I, does, yeah. does konas even have more than seven entrees on their regular menu <laughs> so basically that's, it's the whole regular menu that's wonderful yeah, well, that's great as it should be yeah yeah which is cool and like obviously sanaa and jiko's menus are like super like lengthy which yeah. is i mean which is like really good there's really mm-hmm. the menus are huge mm-hmm. for both of them which so is cool. I just tried Googling uh, gluten, uh, gluten-free Kona Cafe and got your website as the first thing. Of course, you, of course you did. Now, <laughs> let's continue on your uh, favorite favorite food items list. I love that list. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my first one, which sticking with Sanaa, is the Sanaa bread service. Yes. I don't think you could go wrong with that. No. So what, what do you get for the breads? Are you, are you stuck to just Pompadon or is any of the other stuff made of something else? So I'm stuck with just pompadom mm-hmm. because of the dairy, but they just started making in the last six months gluten-free non bread. Wow. Oh, there's dairy is, in it though? There's dairy in it because the dairy apparently it's the ghee, right? Oh, no, they actually use yogurt and what? Oh, something else in it. I can't remember. They couldn't they couldn't use like coconut yogurt? That's what I suggested to them. And they were like, no, but it imparts a coconut flavor. And I was like, I don't care. It really does. How much of a coconut flavor is it going to impart? I'm like, I'm going to smother it in red pepper hummus, so I don't care. (laughs) That'll kill it. (laughs) No, but even that, but coconut flavoring in an Indian bread would be delicious. Yeah, it really would be. (laughs) And they already have a coconut chutney, so really, I don't. And then you could brush it with melted coconut oil. Oh, that'd be so good. Anyhow. See? We need to convince them. And then, of course, Sanaa soup. That's another one. Like, their soup is ridiculous there. Oh, my God. It's perfect. Now, have you ever... the Yeah, that, that, the, the tomato soup is amazing. So you could eat the tomato soup. But not the I cheese. Can, not the cheese. Right. Right. I can, eat, I can eat a version of the tomato soup. They have a version that just does... Yeah, no cheese, no paneer. And then um, they use, I think, spinach in it. And then I have had before, if I asked people i know they're ahead of like chefs ahead of time they've made it with like coconut milk which is super awesome oh yum mm. no. yeah it's just really good what about like did you ever get like tofu or something in it i guess you do, do you need soy i'm not really sure yeah no i, I could if i wanted to because yeah. i feel i don't they don't do a lot of tofu at sanaa yeah we do we but do that a, would be that would be delicious we do mock um sanaa bread, ser- bread service at home sometimes and just to make it healthier we use like a really really firm tofu like roasted tofu blocks instead of paneer yeah that's a good idea oh my gosh it's so good 
So good. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. All right, what other hit list things do I have? Oh, so so here's a meat one. Sorry, guys. Uh-huh, uh, sure. But but Keith might appreciate this one. Mm-hmm. So Luzu Lounge has a ridiculous burger in their lounge. Like I've I was not expecting that they would have anything really interesting. Uh huh. And they have this burger there called the BZ Burger. I swear to you, it's the best burger I've had on Disney property. Really? Yeah, I was like, what? How is this? How do I not know about this? Um, it's a brisket burger, and there's two patties. One's brisket, and one is pork shoulder. What? And, <laughs> and then they make it with... I know, he's like, now we're going there next time. And they make. I like Blue Zoo. I love Blue Zoo. We got to eat there. I want to hear about this burger. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, it has mustard aioli... And then homemade bread and butter pickles, which I don't know, maybe they just give you the bread and butter pickles on the side if you wanted them, because they were pretty amazing. And then they just put it on gluten-free bread. Wow. That was the only modification they made. I was like, No, I'm getting that shit. (laughs) So it's like 16 bucks. It actually wasn't that bad. Like, I expected to be like $35. Blue Zoo is expensive. It is. It is. But, but But it's great. I like Blue Zoo. But hmm. go to the lounge because this is it's in the only in the lounge. Go to the lounge, you get a drink. Yeah, is the lounge separate separate from the bar? Is that a whole separate area, or it's kind of connected? Or it's that connected. Is? Bar. It yeah, is. Okay. yeah, that's the same area. Yeah. Okay, because I I love we that. We loved bar. it when we did the bar crawl. That was oh. the one that had the uh, the bazooka, bazooka Joe. Joe. Yeah, yeah. the yes. bubblegum one, and then I had that flaming orange drink. They Do you were remember all that? so good. My, they lit it on fire, and it was an orange. It was awesome. They have really good drinks there. Oh, phenomenal. We love those drinks. They have, But not as good as Lobby Lounge, which is right upstairs. Yes. Lobby we Lounge. should blow up Victoria Falls and just do it at Blue Zoo. <laughs> I, we should blow up Victoria Falls and do a crawl. Adam wants to do a bar crawl instead. Andrew does not want to. See, I don't no. want to hear about your guys' crawl because I'm, I'm going to be on a cruise and I'm not going to be able oh, to do it. Boo-hoo, Sarah. Poor you. <laughs> Seriously. I know. It's the worst. Uh, you just right. wanted to bring up that you're going to be on a cruise. I know. I'm I so really mad did. at you. I really oh, you're going to have so much fun. You are. You're going to explode with excitement. I know. And then I'm so excited to see what they're going to, like, what stuff they'll have there. I'm doing, we're going on, we're going to Remy oh, and yeah. Apollo. Oh, oh yeah. nice. I think we're doing Remy and Apollo in January. Yes, we are. We're going to do both. Um, I could tell you right now that your food will probably be better than ours. Yeah, because ours wasn't that great. At the main yeah. restaurants? Yeah. We're only doing one. We're only doing one of the main restaurants. Wow! Because I heard that they don't. They're not as great for like because it's sort of the experience you guys had is sort of like pre-done. Yeah, so ours was yeah, it's not. not. It's not good. That's what I mean. Like, if anything, you'd get a little personal attention. So maybe it would be slightly ours better. Was, ours was not great. Like literally disgusting. But we liked. At least one item in each place, but that's not saying a lot because we had like 10 items. The at salad each place. trio? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Something <laughs> okay. was seriously wrong with my salads. No, yeah. there's no dressing on no dressing. any of them. I'm never going to get over this. No, it was that's crazy. Awesome. Okay, so, that's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. I'm All right, still going to get them. Back to Disney. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to think of some other hit list things that I like. Okay, so the Cobb salad at Brown Derby. Uh huh. Very No modification except None. for minus the blue cheese. Wow. Hmm. There's no gluten in that at all? Like, no little nope. crunchy, like crusty nope. things? Nope. nope. Hmm. That's great. Nope. Yep. Dressing's fine. Everything. So they just they just remove the blue cheese for both gluten and dairy. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, what other things do I have on my list? Um, blue, ooh, cheese the have- chi- blue cheese has gluten because they, they put it on bread if they want to make it moldy. 
Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't think about that. Light bulb. <laughs> no kidding. Who knew? Who I knew? Really, I'm yeah. just learning everything on this podcast tonight. Who knew? The, the places of the hidden gluten. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay, so I mentioned the gluten-free fish and chips at Raglan Road. Those are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, boat rights, my new favorite thing. Again, this is a seafood thing. They do gluten-free crawfish bites now at uh, boat Those rights. crawfish bites are so good. Oh my god, the remoulade! I'm like, mm-hmm. I could put that on a dirt, like a shoe, and that would taste like awesome. Wait, like, that's yep. that's dairy free. Well, yeah, it's eggs. Yeah, yeah, it's just mayonnaise. Yeah, it's mm. eggs and oil. Yep. So, wow. and it's delicious. I know. I've been like obsessed with them. I'm like, oh, we're going back to boat rights again. <laughs> Everyone is just talking about boat rights. I mean, really, a Disney confession seeker whatever is that we have never been to Port Orleans Riverside I never once what? I've never even been like there. we never stepped foot on it stepped how's that it. possible you guys we just never have I don't know we stayed at French Quarter once we did we just You're, don't do moderate so we don't go to yeah. them very often we're gonna go we we're did going. Coronado last time and we explored it so we just, will just do to explore we're doing Riverside this we're next gonna time. explore Riverside we're gonna go see Yeehaw Bob there you go you totally should yeah, yeah. we're doing it we're you guys that. should, and you guys should try boat rides too. It's surprisingly like, I mean, obviously it is kind of meat heavy, but I kind of know some people there. So I think, I think Jamie thinking, ate yeah. really well there, right? Yeah, she did. She, I think she got. Uh, I think they have a vegetarian jambalaya. Is yeah, that maybe what she got? That sounds they great do. to me. I'll eat yeah. that. Yeah, as long I mean, as they, they have vegetarian things on the menu that we could eat, we'll order them and eat them. Totally. That's yeah, our, I mean they policy. they have really good stuff, and I mean I thought I think the food prices are like for Disney pretty cheap mm-hmm. like which is a rarity so i mean i think it's pretty good um what other things do i have so i'm really sad cuisine is going away because i really liked cuisine a lot both for breakfast and for dinner they it's just a, that one was a really good, good food allergy friendly kind of place like mm-hmm. there was always stuff i could eat there their allergy mickey waffles there were amazing I always wonder that because I noticed that on your site, sometimes like some Mickey waffles will be good and some not so good. Yeah. Not all Mickey waffles are created equal. Aw. No. Really? Wah, wah. That seems well, they, sad. They make it with different mixes. Okay. Well, there's, there's multiple factors. One, they use different mixes. And if it's made with one mix, it's not as tasty. At least I don't think it's as tasty because mm. it covers more allergens. So it's sort of like free of more stuff. Right. Oh. So it's a little In bit. In other words, blander. But Indeed. Makes, makes yes. it less delicious. Makes it less delicious. Uh, and then also it depends on who's making them and like if they can make them extra crispy or if they're just like soggy or if they sit around for a while. Right. But Cuisina and Kona are probably the two that I think are the best at making the allergy. Ma- oh, and Boma too. Recently I had some there at breakfast that were actually surprisingly good. Yeah. But sometimes they're just sad, 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 sad. Mickey Bob's quick service allergy Mickey waffles. Not a good time. Ah. Hmm. Except for the Mara. The a Mara's times, okay. Yeah. A lot of times Mickey the Mara waffles could be hit or miss. Mickey waffle. Like their Mickey waffles are bomb in general. The worst Mickey waffles I had was at my convention that I went to. They, oh, they, God. Because they made them all, they put them in a metal tray, and then they covered the tray. Oh, yeah. it's not don't cover work. the tray. Yeah, so they, and then they, yeah, they were soggy as shit. They were gross. Well, see, and imagine a gluten-free yeah. waffle is like, so gluten-free stuff tends to get kind of hard when it gets, like, sits around for a while. Because yeah. it's usually made from, like, rice flour and stuff, so it gets, like, hard. And then, 
you let it sit around and it's like soggy and chewy. Ooh, not it's, good. Not a good it's, time. It's unpleasant. You can't even cover enough maple syrup to make that taste right. Uh, let's see. What are some other places I like? Oh, uh, the chicken shawarma platter or even the vegetarian platter at um, Tangerine. Uh-huh. Oh, that thing. But you'd have to alter the platters, right? Yes. No couscous. Yeah. No Yeah. No tabbouleh, right? No tabbouleh. No couscous. Yeah. Um, but they'll swap out stuff for you. Or if you're like, could you give me extra olives or some extra hummus? They are they nice? Are they nice to you there? Because they're not nice to nor- like, nor- like normal requests. I feel like that would really set them off. I it's it's interesting because usually they're like yeah. when you tell yeah. them like okay and then they have to get know. somebody the chef is always pissed off of when he has to help you but funnily enough like I think the guys that work there like feel kind of bad for me at some point because they I somehow have gotten like free waters and like they start chit chatting with me because I have to wait forever so. Um, this like the actual like cast members that are like on the line have uh, been okay, but the chefs are always so and they hate it. They're so they're just not nice there. They're not happy. Yeah, it's a very surly to- crowd. I think you probably get a pass with the front of the line boys because you're a girl. Yeah, I you think know what so. I mean, they probably you know whatever think you're cute or whatever. But me and Adam go up there, no time of day at all. No, those boys they hate, hate us. us. Ugh, I love yeah, a vegetarian platter, and they barely even look at me. They're just, it's depressing in general. Like, they, they're not usually the most, they're just depressing. It's just that one pavilion, though. I know. Ugh, they're it's so, so grumpy. It's so weird. Okay, what are a couple other, I'll do like so, a couple other hit list things. Do a couple uh, other regular things and then a couple other savory things and then do some, a couple of desserts. Oh, okay. Why don't I, oh, uh, there's so many things. I made a really long list. <laughs> Jump to the desserts then. <laughs> I like food. Um, so since we're already in, in uh, Morocco, um, I really love this dessert there at Restaurant Marrakesh called the Marrakesh Delight, uh-huh. which is it's fruit salad. I can't have the mint ice cream. And I actually think there's gluten in the mint ice cream, but it normally comes with mint ice cream and then toasted almonds. And then the thing that makes it awesome is orange blossom water, Ooh, yum! Hmm. which sounds maybe weird to some people, but it's like super delicious. It's like orange juice and orange blossom water. And it's just... I don't know. It's something different because a lot of times I get sorbet. Right. Yeah. Sure. That's gotta suck. Who likes sorbet? Sorbet is the worst. Nobody likes sorbet. Well, the only <laughs> there's like one sorbet that I like down property, and they don't make it anymore. Sad, yeah. sad days. Aww. Sad, sad days. And then the other dessert. I'll do one more dessert. The other dessert I like is at 50s Prime Time. They make an allergy brownie sundae. Like they make Ooh. a house made brownie that's gluten free and dairy free. And then they top it with coconut milk ice cream and chocolate syrup and whatever else is safe, like maraschino cherries or whatever they have on hand. Yeah. They dump on it. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds delicious. And brownies sound like something that you could easily make gluten-free. Have you ever done the black bean brownies? I have done those at home. I love them. I think they're so delicious. Do you remember when I made those? Yeah, they were good. They were so good. Brownies are just easy because they don't they don't really need to puff up and they don't need to really be held together. Exactly. They right, because well, you stick anything with chocolate in it, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah, as long as they're fudgy and kind of oily and yeah. chocolatey, I mean, they're, how bad could they be? Now, I, I had a very kind of a specific question I, I'd been meaning to ask you, actually, in general, not just for the show. But uh, how well do you do, Sarah, during... Flower and Garden Festival and Food and Wine. Eh. 
Meh. Not, not always the it depends. Okay, it depends. I'm like so pessimistic about it because I'm like, whatever, I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna bother. Or I get irritated because they consistently I'm like, really, do you have to? Like the vegan booth, you couldn't you couldn't just like not have fake meat. You sure. couldn't just have vegetables. Right. Because it's a vegan booth. Like yeah, it's could, great. yeah, it really yeah, that's kind of silly. I'm like, it's cool, but like why not showcase and not like, and don't make the flower and garden festival, you know, eggplant scallop. Like, not right. that. You don't need to do that. Like, just make good vegetables. Sure, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm surprised that there aren't more like, I mean, the fake meat thing is fine, but like, why there isn't just a vegetable booth that it showcases kind of like a whole bunch of fresh vegetable dishes? Yeah, it's a, it's a little weird. Yeah, but I mean, in general, it's okay. I mean, you can you can usually eat a couple of booths, but right. not not a ton. I mean, it's usually, like, sort of the Latin American ones because a lot of that's, like, naturally okay. Right. Mm. But, yeah, because yeah, you could eat, like, corn tortillas if it was, like, a taco or something. Yeah. But I will tell you, I can get really drunk if I go to the Food Wine Festival because I have nothing to eat half of the time. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, well, we're going around the world showcase. What can I find? Oh, wine. Perfect. Oh, that's cider. Are there awesome. any gluten-free, dairy-free soft pretzels? No, at least not not at Disney. Hmm. You can get some outside of Disney, but not at Disney. No, the awesome. but snacks you're pretty much relegated to like popcorn and <laughs> speaking of snacks. Speaking, speaking of, of snacks, who are snacking right now? <laughs> it's not me, and Andrew, and it's not you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I think I stepped on something. I don't know what the fuck. That you you stepped on a bag of uh, Doritos. Yeah, it was out in the garage. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, it it just depends. Like again, I go in with like no expectations on some of those events. Like I'll do a couple of booths and I'll figure out a few things that are okay, and then I just pretty much either bring snacks with me or end up just going to like a dinner or something because otherwise I will end up wasted by the time I'm done with. Hmm the night because i will go to every booth and be like no can't eat that no i can't have that and is it just because they don't feel because it's temporary they don't feel it's necessary to go the extra mile and and have gluten-free or dairy-free versions i mean do they just figure you know what they'll just have to deal with it and they can eat somewhere else it's too much trouble for us to have two different versions for something in a little kiosk that's only going to be there for six weeks or ten weeks or whatever it is well, they definitely tell people that there's an increased risk in cross-contamination. They're not being, like, that mindful. And, like, you, if you go to the kiosk, they're like, we can radio somebody for you. Sometimes you'll get lucky and you can, there'll be a chef there and you can just be like, hey, what, can you tell me what the ingredients are? And sometimes they'll have a binder. But by and large, it's like, you've got a line of 20 really drunk people behind you. Right not gonna stand for you sitting there and ordering stuff so like i'll go at like 11 o'clock in the morning just so i can like go when it's quiet like the first time just so i know if Mm. there's something and then that way like if it's on a saturday night i don't go there and it's like i have people like screaming at me sure well it seems to me like with the tara booth you know being a great step forward for us especially Mm -hmm. uh that an allergy booth isn't far behind. 
It'd be nice. I mean, what they did this year is actually pretty cool. They started with the Flower and Garden Festival, and now they are doing it with food and wine. The marketplace passports are now listing if a if an item is gluten free. Nice. But Which is yeah, I remember seeing all, that. But not saying dairy free though. Right. I would still have to find. I would still have to find out about the dairy. Yeah. But I mean, that's like one step that. Sure. It's easily passed. The only problem is at Flower and Garden Festival, they inadvertently marked some stuff gluten free that wasn't gluten free. They did the same thing with the vegetarian dish. <laughs> yes. like, they boy. did the same thing last year with they the vegetarian dish. They marked the freaking the s'mores brownie Sunday jammy jam thing. No, the Rocky Road. Brown. Oh, the Rocky Road brownie. Yeah, yeah, they marked that as vegetarian, and it was not. Uh, oh, because the gelatin yeah. in the yeah. yeah yeah, and that really pissed me off. They took it down right away. You know, as soon as someone noticed, but... But it was on all the maps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last couple years, they, like, I literally, with a bunch of people, have crowdsourced information to try to find out what stuff was gluten-free. Right. Because the one year they had a map, then they took it down right away because of liability. And then the next year, they were like, yep, we, we're not even commenting on any sort of special diet stuff because it's too much of a risk. Like he said, they're just like, no, we're not, we're not doing it. Well, I mean, th- that food is like, you know, they only have two items per booth. Even if something's gluten free, if you're like that allergic to it, that one right, item there's going to be the cross contamination. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no way you know, it it's won't like peanuts. Be. It's in the same kind of deal, you know, like literally. Yeah, one. and like I just don't even bother. Like again, it's sort of again this sort of cross contamination, and I just don't really feel like getting sick. I'd rather be you know, semi-drunk than sick yeah. at the end of the day. You know, if it's sort of the choice of having a drink or just going to like a table service and getting a dinner, I'd mm-hmm. rather do that. Yeah, I, I, honestly, you could go to Tangerine Cafe, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Just yeah. get something It there. just sucks, but with with food and wine and flower and garden taking up 25% of the time yep. at Epcot and right. a gr- ever-growing percentage of the population not getting to enjoy yeah, well, because they make yeah. such a big deal about it. Right. Well, you could easily have, like, three boots that both items at those boots are, like, gluten-free, dairy-free, peanut-free, yeah. like, ma- right. the major top allergies. And just not, and just mention, like, have it just the, like, GF, DF, whatever, on the little map. And then if anyone asks, you could tell them, like, okay, these three boots are totally fine for you to eat at. But have right. it be normal things. Like, you could make Mexico that and have just, you know, like a beef taco or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's the thing. Just like keep it like keep it like regular decent food. It doesn't have to be like something weird or like right. some special diet product. Just like have real food and then just maybe have notations and yeah. maybe or maybe just have a couple dedicated booths, you know? Like yeah. I guarantee if they had like two or three booths that were just everything was gluten-free, people would go nuts. Of course. Mm-hmm. No way. There's no way that wouldn't happen. I'd be all, yeah. I, I would go too, just to try some new things. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're just a year or so away from them. At least try in one booth. That's what you try. Try one booth to start. Yeah. And yeah. See what the reaction is. But again, it's like the key is just don't advertise it. Like, don't call it as, this is the gluten-free booth. I mean, that well, could be no, cool too. Well, no, they should. They probably should. But you could you could just work it into having like six, three booths. And then when people inquire about special allergies... You could just go, okay, these three boots are totally fine. Yeah. Well, and I think having the the notations this year say gluten-free, like, that's definitely a step in the right direction. Right. You but know, they, as far as that. Do they ha- is there, like, an annotation on the map that says, like, although this is gluten-free, cross-contamination is possible? Yes. There is. So, 
you know, at least covers their ass a little bit. Yeah, well, so, they're going to have to say that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so to, to finish up a little bit, maybe a few drink kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I do, I have, I do have some drinks. So I love a mojito. Mm-hmm. Just about any old time. And I almost always get one at Sanaa. And then they also have the sugarcane mint mojito at the Dawa bar, too. Which is pretty awesome. Now, how much alcohol is not gluten-free? Um, well, beer, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no beer, which is sad because I used to love beer. That was, that was like, actually, that was the worst thing that I had to give up when I first gave, had to give up. Oh, that's I was so like, sad. I was like, no more beer. What's wrong with this world? <laughs> now, uh, are the, are the real, the real gluten-free beers any good at all? Because I know that there are certain ones that aren't really gluten-free, but they can claim to be gluten-free because they've taken the gluten out. Yeah, uh, those make me sick. Okay. Uh, those, those do oh. make you sick. Now, what about the ones that are actually gluten-free? Because I know there's one or two, right? Yeah, there's a couple of brands, not Redbridge, that's for sure. Um, yeah. That's what they serve at Disney. Yeah. The Redbridge <laughs> is like brewed by well, Anheuser-Busch, right? That's, yeah. 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 It's just colored water. It's terrible. Right. Yeah. Um, that's pretty bad. There was one year they had um, a company called New Planet that they served... Uh, their raspberry ale at the fruits by the glass booth uh-huh. uh, at flower and garden. And that's actually one of my favorite beers. Cool. So that was pretty nice, but they only did it one year. So there's definitely some brands out there that I like. They just don't have them at Disney, right. which is kind of a shame, but um, even you know, at the garden kiosk, it's still omission, right? Right. Oh, that's uh, they, have, they have a they have omission, which is the one that's had gluten removed yes. that tests under twenty parts per million, and then they have uh, Redbridge, and then they also have Angry Orchard Hard Cider there. Okay, um, hmm. and then like things like vodka, I have to be really careful on because um, if it's like potato based vodka, then I could drink it, but some of them you can't. Same with wine. Wine gets. Um, the barrels get sealed sometimes with um, a wheat paste. So yeah. while it might test under 20 parts per million, it might not. So you have to try to find things that are safe. Um, so that can be a challenge. But I mean, for me, it's like I'll go for a mojito. I'll go for a margarita because yeah. tequila is fine. Totally. Uh, go to La Cava. They have fabulous tequila, you know, margaritas there and tequila. Um, and then my favorite other one is the um, hard cider. So I'll get Strongbow at the UK Pavilion or like Magner Cider Fun. at Raglan Road. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. So you can still imbibe in your favorite establishments. You could still get really wasted if you that's wanted great. to. That's great. That's <laughs> great. That Actually, great. I'm going to take up being gluten-free just so I could get wasted. Off of, there you go. Off of tequila. You would be projectile vomiting in like 25 minutes. I'm just going to, when we go to Disney World in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I'm gluten-free for a while just so I can have an excuse to take shots of tequila. The only thing that, <laughs> that makes him not puke in Disney World is that it, we eat so goddamn much. I really do eat too much. <laughs> well, Andrew, you know, you know, it is why? ironic. Why? <laughs> you don't puke because you eat so much. But sometimes you eat so much oh, that you puke. Oh, God. Gotcha, gotcha, happen. gotcha, gotcha. It's, yeah, <laughs> kind of a double standard in my tummy. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, chit-chatting with us, Sarah. That yeah. was great. Yeah, so yeah, that was fun. I think we explored some new boundaries yeah. in uh, gluten-free I'm excited dieting. to try some. I really, we really might try those beignets. You should. Yeah, they're really good. The beignets sound interesting, and I'm definitely going to uh, wander over to Blue Zoo and get that burger. 
Yo, yeah, it's so good. You have to get it. Screw you on your meat eating. <laughs> but it sounds like, yeah, you can still eat pretty well. Taking the uh, flower and garden food and wine out of the equation, you could still eat pretty well in both desserts and, and savory items and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a food snob, so you can definitely eat really well at Disney if you look for it. And I'm sure they're getting better every year, so yeah. Oh, five yeah. years from now it might be even better. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for listening to this ridiculous episode of the Disney Hipster Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Disney Hipsters. Read our daily blog posts at DisneyHipsters.com. Um, Facebook.com slash Disney Hipsters and Instagram as well. Uh, I'd like to thank Sarah in particular for joining us on today's episode. You can find her at GFDF underscore WDW on Twitter and Gluten-Free Dairy-Free www.com on the web and oh and facebook too and, and your fabulous and, podcast oh and my podcast where adam and andrew sometimes join and talk about vegetarian dining i want to say that. i want to say we're the most repeat guests i like this you episode. are we love that you really stuff. are i actually love going on we really get to go hardcore vegetarian talking, it's really it's really fun which we don't normally get to do on this show yeah and, yeah. Uh, and everyone make sure to follow keith at k kj disney Hill. yeah because he's about to beat Jamie on Twitter just because she logged your Twitter account. Is that right? Am I, am I closing you're in? Get, you're closing in pretty hard. I want to see you beat her. I do too, she now that she locked it, because I think that's the most preposterous thing ever. This is the first September 11th I ever went without losing any followers. I think I noticed you were particularly quiet today, Keith. And <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I tweeted at all. I commend you for that, I, my friend. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> okay. All right, bye, guys. Bye. 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 bye.